Welcome to the Marketing for Greatness podcast, where professionals and entrepreneurs from all around the world come to learn expert level marketing and sales secrets. We believe in the power of knowledge. We give you what you love to receive when you're craving for great content. Real, clear, and specific actionable items with inspiration to take action. Here's your host, Jessica, and this podcast is going to teach you everything you need so you can activate your greatness. Alrighty, I am so excited. So, so excited. That music still makes me dance, makes me feel super happy. I think everybody can benefit from some joy. And I'm here to give you just that and maybe a little bit more. Today, I have a very, very, very special uh, guest with me. And I have a surprise because I, I just needed to put all of these opportunities that we have available so we can discuss a very important it's a hot topic for many reasons and I just even if this podcast is going to be recorded with my dogs barking in the background even if this means that I am locked in a closet making this happen on a Friday at five o'clock I cannot really hold this information any longer so we rather pick imperfect action I told you, the dogs, we rather picked imperfect action than taking no action at all because this topic is way, way, way too hot, okay? Not only for the climate, but also because during COVID, guys, maybe you have seen, I took the time to write a book about personal branding and social media and how can ben business owners can benefit from really taking more action and more active action in becoming a voice because you attract more people by being authentic, by being you, by being vulnerable and all of that. But here's the thing. What happens when vulnerability and personal branding goes way too far and then your personal branding goes wrong? Today, in this episode, I am interviewing a personal branding videographer. He's a professional videographer who's been shooting videos, creating brands, and making the brand showing via the visuals and showing emotion. His name is Joel Valle, and I have a tremendous, tremendous respect and admiration. If you are in Austin, then you know that Joel was the videographer and has been our videographer of the Austin community that we have built. It's going to be three years now. We just passed the 5,000 members. Woohoo! So you know who is Joel. You know that he's the one making our amazing videos. He has shoot for me amazing videos as well. And I am super, super happy and proud and honored that he said yes to shoot this podcast with me today. Are you there, Joel? Yes, I'm here. Thank you. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, Joel, you know, I, I want to hear, you know, in your words, uh, what is it exactly that you do? Because, you know, when we go to your website and it says, you know, I'm a personal branding videographer. I have helped several coaches who have small businesses and several entrepreneurs who run multi-million companies tell their stories. And I'm going to want to kind of like uh, dissect that line. Because when it comes to personal branding, I think we need a much clearer definition of what that is. So I want to dive, deep dive with you with this concept. And, and first of all, please, please, please tell us about you. How did you decide to become a personal branding videographer? Well, the reasons that I decided uh, to become a personal branding videographer is because I was 
I moved here to Austin uh, around 10 years or so. And uh, in Austin, there's a lot of uh, creatives, uh, a lot of talented people. And there's, like I always say, this is a running joke that I always uh, tell everybody. There's like 5,000 videographers here in Austin. And a lot of them have fancy gear, uh, lots of equipment, resources. And I was, if I was going to come in, I wanted to do something different. You know, I've been fascinated by marketing. And I've been learning uh, a lot about it. And of course, we all know what they're talking about of niche marketing. And also, I resonate a lot uh, with a lot of coaches because uh, I read a lot of books on mindset. And I started uh, with some friends, uh, and uh, I started recording videos of the life coaching businesses, right? Uh, just to just to start, just to make a professional portfolio with coaches specifically i had a lot of videos before but if i was going to uh, do a segment of the population and work for them i need to build a portfolio specifically for them so i started um, my journey with my first video it was for wanderlust organics that was the first uh, video that i shot with one-on-one with a person who was passionate about organic uh products but she was also the face behind the brand and when i did my first video of her it was a intimate moment we were on the table i was asking her the questions very documentary style and she was so passionate she really really believed and what she was doing was so positive for the world and for herself uh, you can see the aura and joy aura on her face it's like those magical moments in movies and the video turned out great and to this point it is still the centerpiece on my website when you go to my website you see that first video and everybody who sees that video uh has huge compliments about it despite that have shot several videos more and i think it's because what she's saying sounds authentic you can see in her face that she's happy and that's what led me to this path of shooting uh, personal brand and videos and that I started shooting more and more. And then here we are. <laughs> well, I love that. I love what you say. And I love that you use a keyword that I love to use as well. And I feel like, you know, I, I don't do videos for my clients, but I do strategy sessions. And I can tell you that I can feel the vibration, I can feel the degree and the level of passion in, in, a, in a 10 second period. And when the owner is passionate about what they do and their people and their product, oh my gosh, I mean, there's no adversity that they won't be able to overcome. And if there's something that um, we have learned during this uh, period where many businesses um, had to shut down, had to be declared like non-essential and all of that, I feel like many businesses, uh, their passion was tested. <laughs> I feel like that's, that's the case. However, when it comes to personal branding, um, it is my opinion and my observation that even Fortune 500 companies are actually taking the approach of understanding that in order to create an impact, they need to have a face that is connected with the brand. Now, I have a question for you, Joel. Do you think that 
considering the numbers of many retails that are closing, can you see a correlation with the brands and the even in retail, the brands that are open, that they're not shutting down, and personal branding, even at that retail shop, let's say, for example, Kendra Scott, can you see a correlation? Well, uh, of course, yes, uh, there are many levels uh, into that question. Uh, but for example, retailers that have uh, pivoted and then they have uh, built a real connection with the audience mm -hmm. uh, via either a personal brand or via experiences, which is also very important. Uh, if one would argue that if Toys R Us uh, would have pivot to uh, make their stores with more attractions and have fun and have little uh, merry-go-arounds inside the stores and yeah. build that connection and, and experience, they would have uh, not going bankrupt. But also in to regards of personal branding, uh, as we know, people follow people. And uh -huh. the most... Uh, the biggest personal brands I heard last week that, uh, and which is funny, was last week. Uh, Progressive uh, Insurance is now the third uh, biggest uh, auto insurance uh, policy uh, seller in the United States. And of course, when you think Progressive, who do you think? You think of Flow immediately. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. And th so that creates a testament when when people start following people and people start connecting with real messages. Now that's in the macro, of course, that's in like when there's big companies. In the micro, it's even more powerful because it, there's more depth. Um, if people follow Gary Vaynerchuk, of course, which I'm a huge fan, uh, he always discusses that at the beginning and he still does. He will appear on a podcast or in a YouTube video to be interviewed, no matter if the person had like 10 or 12 viewers of subscribers, because he cared more about more about death than wealth. And I think that's uh, very true. Right now, I'm focusing on that exclusivity, uh, exclusive, my bad. I'm focusing on connecting one-on-one uh, -on -one with people and start being that one is bigger than zero. People underestimate how much a connection is made on a one-to-one -one basis. And I hope that people take more into heart now and during these times that it's very important to make those strong connections on an individual basis. Wow. I mean, if in the recording they will hear the, the keyword, it's because I'm also taking notes. I mean, I'm just, I'm just taking like a crash course from you here. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I love the fact that, that definitely you can, you explain it so, so, so well. I mean, that's, that's a great answer. And what um, makes me think about is um, to follow into that um, when it comes to word of mouth marketing. I mean, one, one connection that refers you to a friend, that friend, it's going to come already influenced by their friend. It's going to be pretty much taking, uh, taking the trust. And they say that that connection that comes as a referral, you have, I think it's 92% of chances of closing that uh, prospect versus a cold person, a person that 
nothing knows nothing about you. So I believe that. And the way that I see personal branding is actually when it comes to like, soap is so powerful, as powerful as word of mouth marketing. To me, I have failed it. I, to me, it was so hard even to cross the, the line because when I started more than 10 years ago, I was a lawyer. Lawyers cannot market. <laughs> mm -hmm. So um, I, you know, I, I don't even think that personal branding was a thing um, that people recognize as a term or as a strategy. But I, I noticed that the more real and the more raw and the more just me, I, I would just present myself, um, the more conversations I could have. So I always try to explain my clients, like the goal for social media, you know, the goal that you should set up with your social media is just to have conversations, right? Like, you know, many people get too into, I want more likes. I want more followers. I want a bigger audience. But at the end of the day, how many people are you connecting on a daily basis? You ask them and they're like, um, no, that's something that I pay somebody. I'm like, oh, that's not really the point. <laughs> that's not really the point. So certainly there's no question that every business owner, no matter the size, they need uh, to have the face because people follow people. And I love, love, love that. Now, um, I have a couple of questions because we're going to be talking about authenticity and being raw and real. Before that, I noticed that um, when you come to our events and when you introduce yourself, I know that you say something that always just kind of triggers my, my attention. And you say, I only work with life coaches who blank, blank, blank. Can you remind me what is the thing that you say? Because you have like conditions to accept your clients. And I love, love, love that. So what is it that, you know, that you say, and I remember you explained that to me, but, and, and I want to keep that in this, in this interview because it's so beautiful. So tell me, tell me what that is. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I'd like to work specifically uh, with coaches who provide a one-to-one -one service who are building their personal brand. Just like you said, uh, business coaches, social media marketing coaches, life coaches. And the thing is that their message has to be uh, authentic and organic. And I always say also that, hey, if you are a person who wants drones on your video, who wants fancy motion graphics on your video, and all that, then I, I'm not your guy. I, I have a list of other VRs that can refer you to who do that. And uh, not that I'm dissing on Joe's in motion graphics. I'm a geek. I love Joe's in motion graphics. But the thing is that I want to document that story. I want to tell the story of who they personally are. So I do things in a documentary style when I'm approaching like this one-to-one and it's very, very uh, intimate. That's a key word. It's very intimate. Uh, they're vulnerable. They open uh, their hearts to me. And by the things that they say, I have some key questions that I sent in my head so they can review uh, so I don't take them by surprise, of course. And, and they have time to digest what is what I'm going to ask them. And from that, we t I take what's most resonant that it tells their story, it shows their personality, and all, it also has a chance to resonate with the audience that they're trying to reach. And that's why, like you said before, it's important that 
they believe their story and that they're passionate about their story. I love that. I think, you know, I think it's important because or else they will come to you and then if they don't really have that clarity, right? If they don't have that clarity, if they don't have that story, or even if they're not, um, I feel like uh, confidence, it's, it's part of it, right? If that confidence is not there, then, you know, then the, the story won't be shared as same as when you have that confidence and clarity to show the world. And more than like that, more than that, I think it's, it's also, and that takes us to the next topic. I think at some point you have to um, overcome the, I believe that one of the challenges, it's that when you're putting yourself out there, you try to see what other people have been doing. And I feel like there's a challenge of um, being vulnerable or being transparent and being bold enough to say, I don't need to be like this person. I don't need to be marketing myself just like the other life coach, for example. Um, you know, I don't need to follow the same uh, Instagram pattern that this person is just really, you know, showing, there's actually more to say about somebody that is showing their, their uniqueness, their differentiator, which takes us to the concept of authenticity. To put you into perspective, and what I want to discuss more with you, Joel, is that, you know, in the world of uh, personal coaching and uh, mentoring and business coaches, um, there's this trend, um, I feel like now it's, it's, it's more than five years, there's this trend that, well, you know, if you write a book, if you go to Amazon, if you reach bestseller, your book becomes your your business card and that book is going to be your story and then you kind of lead with that story and that's how you pretty much uh become popular so that has been the route and that has been the route um pretty much followed by by many many celebrities and many recognized um coaches okay now in the realm of coaching one of the top i would say top five um we have rachel hollis and we know that she's battling right now with uh a huge friction in her personal brand because she has been getting paid for advice as a life coach um, in the realm of marriage and relationships then they just announced that um she's gonna be getting a divorce now, if you read her statement, um, it says that she's been having a terrible month. But then if you read his statement, he says that they have been struggling with their marriage for years. And I can see that there are many angles to discuss this topic. And that's why I want to hear your opinion. You know, <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> I think she's, she's kind of dis disrupting the definition of authenticity and I would love to hear your opinion on, you know, where, when authenticity goes into the other side and flips your uh, personal brand. So what is authenticity for you, Joel? And as a videographer, what are the things that you try to capture so that when you show the story, the viewers can, can feel that authenticity? Put me into your brain for a little bit. Okay. Well, um, there's a two sides to that uh, question. Um, since I have a, a, a little bit of a background in science, I have always been a little geek about terms. So there's 
because authenticity right now is a popular subject and it's trending. And of course, uh, you know how it goes. Uh, it's trending, it's uh, uh, very uh, vibe or vogue, and everybody's dropping the word authenticity, authenticity. But ironically, uh, it can be inauthentic if you just drop authenticity for just dropping it for just the sake of it. So authenticity in one part, uh, in the literal sense, it means that it's real. It means true, right? Like the sun is real, like space is real, like the data in science, right? However, there's also authenticity in a relationship when there's a shared belief between two parts. When they have a shared identity, when they share the same story, it's, it's like dating. You don't want to attract the people who are the extreme opposite of who you are. You want to attract the people who have the same values or similar values. And to kind of achieve that, uh, I wrote uh, like two weeks ago a blog post about the three ingredients of uh, authenticity. And uh, the three ingredients that form this trinity of authenticity is that you practice self-awareness. You practice uh, why you're doing what you're doing. And there's a concept in manufacturing, which is uh, why I have my degree. I have a quality control in manufacturing, which has many sciences. They practice like the five whys. And when they try to solve a problem of what went wrong in the process, they ask themselves literally that thing, five whys. Why did this happen? And then they go deeper into layer why, and then so on and so forth. When you're doing a personal brand, or when you're doing any type of product, uh, ask yourself why you're doing it. And of course, it has been very popular, I think, with with Tony Robbins and, and other life coaches didn't say, oh, find your why. But sometimes I see that sometimes it can be just for saying the words, it can be sometimes superficial. You have to ask yourself after the, the first answer, you say, okay, I want to be a millionaire. Okay, why you want to be a millionaire? Oh, because I want to have uh, freedom. And then you have to tell what, why, what does that freedom look like? And you have to keep uh, peeling the layers off. And sometimes, sometimes you just admit to yourself, oh, um, I just want to have all these uh, material objects, right? Or material things. Or sometimes you just admit that uh, deep in your past, uh, you wanted to prove uh, your father wrong because they doubted you and you have that chip on your shoulder. So, and that's why there's many articles that talk about depression and entrepreneurship because they are not doing things because they are having fun. Sometimes they're doing things because they have these doubts, these psychological uh, mental beliefs that it, if they admit to themselves, then it's not that they need to build a, a business. It means that they need to develop deeper relationships or go to surface and so on and so forth. The other side, on the positive side, of course, uh, if you're building a brand because, oh, you really want to help, you enjoy uh, talking with people and all that, then that's also a, a positive because you know why you're doing it. You're doing it because you want to grow as a person. And there's really no right or wrong answers, of course, 
because hey, if you want the Ferrari, you want the Ferrari. At least you're admitting yourself that you want the Ferrari, right? Just be clear and be self-aware that you're doing things because you really want to do things and have a clarity. That's the keyword here. Have clarity of your motivations. And when you have that self-awareness that leads to the second part is that you are trying to be true to yourself. Once you discover why you're doing things, then you can build your strategy on being true to yourself and taking actions that align with what is what you want, what is your identity, and then, and which is very important, connect with the third part. It's like, does the audience that you're talking with, do they align with those same values? Do they identify with what you are practicing, what you're preaching? And so it forms this trifecta. That's why I call it the trinity, because if everybody is aligned, if you're self-aware, and if you're being true to yourself, and if the audience resonates with that truth, with that story that you're telling, then you have a perfect model and everybody's in alignment and you starting your own tribe based on, on the city and you build trust with that authenticity. <laughs> I I am like typing and typing. I needed to mute myself. I'm like, 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 love, love, love that. <sighs> wow. I must admit you almost gave me therapy here. And this is what, this is the way I, um, I just process what you just explained. So, um, you know, I had this amazing success, um, financially and emotionally, and I was able to really, um, accelerate in my life as an entrepreneur. I, I break into, um, the online marketing from being an attorney, but then, you know, sadly, the it was a pyramid scheme like legally a pyramid scheme and the business collapsed and i just you know fell and fell and hit very 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 hard rock bottom faced uh seeing my family uh facing devastation i mean still my oldest daughter is dealing with depression and i still can't forgive myself for missing many 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 moments and missing out because i was chasing joel the wrong thing Okay. And I remember when I had that conversation with myself and I remember that I, I, in tears, I promised I will never, ever build anything that includes me idolizing anybody. I would never want, and I, I think I got kind of like these, uh, trauma and, um, I promised myself that, uh, if I was going to do something, I wanted to be very, very selective with the audience. I realized that very often we get into this idea that you want 5,000 friends and then 40,000 followers and then, you know, 100,000 Instagram followers. But you know what, Joel? At the end of the day, nobody was crying with me when I needed it, right? And it was so sad because you can't really uh, be so open that, you know, to the point that you can say that you feel comfortable saying, you know what, this is not working. So you feel like you're trapped into that celebrity status and you fight and you lie to yourself to keep that celebrity status. It was so traumatic that 
today I often get asked, like, why you don't share anything from, <laughs> from the days from Beachbody? Why you don't share this anymore? Now that I'm writing, I'm launching the book in, in the next couple of days, um, and I'm kind of writing the about me, and I'm being forced to share my, my success. And honestly, Joel, I have a struggle with associating myself with that story of my career because I don't want to attract people who follow me because they see that I am in a, in a, you know, in a limousine, because they see me that I'm in California in a helicopter, because they see me making, you know, getting like a $25,000 in cash check. Or because they see me driving a BMW that I claim that it was, you know, a free gift. Um, I don't want that kind of people. I want people with substance. And I, and I want people who treasure the connection over any sort of like uh, shine objects and shiny objects and things like that. Now, <laughs> am I being too hard on myself? <laughs> well, uh, uh, since you're asking, <laughs> uh, I don't think uh, you're being, um, well, here's the thing. Uh, I also follow uh, Brainy Brown, right? A lot of people are familiar with her work. Of course. And uh, one of the things that she say is that uh, when you have some sort of shame and you're talking with people, somebody that you trust, that goes away. And the things that uh, you're doing now, right now, when you're talking in the podcast, you're sharing a, a little bit about your past and, uh, and how you feel and how you come to grips with it. And you're in the context that uh, we're having a one-on-one conversation and the audience that might listen to this podcast, right? They're going to see that real you, the, the person who is struggling with that and coming to grips with that. And they'll appreciate that because you're being... I hear real and authentic of what's happening. You, you, you have some issues that you're struggling with. You have uh, this past that you're trying to, uh, and this is the geeky side of, of me mentioning because that's part of my personality. But I was a huge fan of Xena and uh, Warrior Princess, and one of the things that that drove the story about that is that she was trying to build a life, uh, going herself away from her past because uh, in the past she did. Uh, um, evil things, not that I'm comparing you to Xena and that things, okay? And right now, the journey that I'm seeing with you is that you're trying to build this authentic connections with your tribe and you're being honest. And one of the things that I, that I knew once I met you uh, two years ago, and then when I went for the first time to, to the group, to the live networking group, the first thing that I noticed was like, hey, there's like 30 to 40 people in this group. This is somebody who has built an actual group, an actual thing. There's so many people who have said, oh, I have done this and I've done that. But when you dig, uh, dig further, it's all smoke and mirrors. And the fact that you did consistently this group that gathers on a monthly basis, pre-COVID times, of course, yeah, uh, on a monthly basis on, on on a hotel and to talk and to connect, that was more than enough for me to say, okay, this person has built something and uh, uh, and it's not smoke and mirrors. And I see that you uh, itinerate uh, uh, since I met you uh, two years ago. You're trying to get better and better and polishing, polishing, and that's worth a lot because you're putting in the action, you're putting in the steps. 
uh, to build the ideals of authenticity because it's very easy to get sidetracked. I, I got sidetracked myself. When I mm-hmm. started a YouTube channel two years ago, I was focusing on the vanity metrics of subscribers, mm-hmm. how many people w- watch the video and stuff like that. And even me, that uh, I talk about uh, authenticity and that I name my brand Trust Visuals because of that. <laughs> I was accepting momentarily on the glamour of being a YouTuber and all that. And ironically, uh, I just uh, shot a YouTube video for the first time in a while. And I'm explaining, just as you are, I'm explaining what I am going to do now with my YouTube channel. And then I'm just going to focus on posting one video at a time because I just want to post uh, 100 videos. Why? Because I want to do it and I'm not going to focus on batch metrics like subscribers and stuff like that. Of course, I'm going to do what uh, proper uh, marketing tools uh, suggest, but I'm just going to post a video and keep doing it just as I practice meditation, which I did for 365 days straight. Uh-huh. And I did it just for the fun of it and for because it, it calmed my anxiety and because like I want to just do it. There was no parade at the end when I achieved my goal of meditating all those days. And I told myself, hmm, if I did this, and I just validated myself without external validation, because that's the thing. People do things so many times because they're seeing external validation. Yep. Validation comes from the inside. So now I'm trying to post these YouTube videos, and my goal is like I want to, when I'm on my deathbed, I want to say, I posted 100 YouTube videos, and yeah, I did it. And that's, that's the goal here. The goal here is to have that intimate uh, connection, that intimacy, and uh, to uh, be vulnerable, but be vulnerable with the right people, uh, the, 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 the right persons that you can talk to. Uh, when going back to the dating analogy, you're just not uh, being vulnerable with everyone that you see on the street. No, it's a relationship that builds over time and as you start building trust, you're more open and then people will share themselves and then that's how they create the community and that's when you get the feedback and then so on and so forth. Wow, 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 wow. Okay, so I actually at the beginning, I think it was 10 minutes ago, I I asked a compound question. So, and the question was, what was authenticity? And the second part was, as a videographer, how do you make sure that authenticity is going to be projected on the video? Um, I can ask you if I understood correctly. So, is it true to say, or is it okay to say that when you're capturing the video, you're making sure that there's no missing, there are no missing uh, kind of like uh, pearls in that story, no missing dots, right? So, so when, you're, when you're capturing that story, you try to get the person to be open, to be truthful and to get grounded, right? So, so they are going to project that authenticity. So am I right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're right. I have I have a little system that I talk beforehand before sh- the shooting day, uh-huh. and I told him uh, many of some of my clients have 
done a lot of video just like yourself, you're familiar, and mm -hmm. some are kind newbies, right? And uh, I tell them beforehand, it's like, hey, this is what we're going to do. Okay, I'm sending you these questions, right? As a guideline, right? Of course, when I send the document, I tell them, if you need to insert something that you need to tell, do it. Uh, insert that question into the document because I can let them edit the document, right, in Word. And of course, besides that, right, I told them, hey, this is what we're going to do. We're going to shoot three times. Uh, why are we going to shoot three times? Because at first, I know that you might be a little bit nervous in front of the camera. So it's just like a warm-up session. So the first round of questions is the like warm-up uh, questions and warming up to be in front of the camera and warming up your vocal cords and to talk in front of the camera. The second session is where like, okay, now you feel more confident. You probably remember something that you forgot to say that's very important for you to say about who you are uh -huh. and then you can add it to that second session. And then the third session is the freestyle version of it, which uh, I, is my favorite part is because I, I'm listening to what they're saying, I'm listening to the answers, and that's where the filmmaker documentary director on me says, okay, I'm going to make a third round of questions. This is going to be freestyle. I'm going to ask you questions that I heard you speaking about some topic and I found interesting and now I want to dig deep on it. And then when we record those uh, three sessions, and I also tell them, hey, make sure that you sleep the day before because it's going to be a long day and you need to be refreshed. I prepare them mentally for, for shooting the, their message because it's not going to be something that we're going to be done in five minutes. It's probably something that we're going to take uh, three to four hours just preparing for it because we have to do our due diligence and prepare because it's your message, it's your story. It's very important to cover uh, all angles of it, uh, the ones that you want to share. And that is my process. And then after they, I finish and I'm done, they many times they say, wow, thank you uh, for kind of forcing me to do this three times because I remember something and I got to share something that was very important. Or they realized that they want me to focus on a key element, something that's very dear to them is like, I, I, I want to make sure that that's in the cut because that is who defines me. And uh, there's no script when I send them uh, this process because I don't want to use scripts. I'm, a lot of videographers do. Um, I don't want to use script. I, that's why I use uh, the questions, like, like the documentary questions, because we have to do like a, kind of like a, like a psychologist. I'm not a psychologist, though, okay? So kind of like a psychologist, I'm asking those questions, and they're answering them, and then they start remembering things. They start telling their stories, stories that they uh, uh, sometimes forgot. And there's sometimes real magic to that doing, uh, doing that process. I I love that. I love that. Actually, made me, you said something that really, again, another breakthrough. You're giving me therapy here. Huh. You actually said that um, vulnerability, it's not about being open um, in front of everybody. It's really about having that deeper connection. And I have heard you saying this now, I think four times. So it's not about going wide 
and getting a lot of numbers, but it's about getting a deeper connection. In fact, I found this, um, I found this, uh, this quote by Brené Brown, and it says, um, I define connection as the energy that exists between people when they feel seen, heard, and valued, when they can give and receive without judgment, and when they de derive sustenance and strength from the relationship. So based on all of this, based on all of this, I can see why when we, we, we talk about this, this personal branding case study, sort of, uh, Rachel Hollis, I, in my opinion, I feel like she lost her vision. I feel like at some point that we don't know and we haven't been there, but at some point, the audience, that's why they're so mad because they thought that they had a relationship. They thought that they had that connection. They felt that she was truthful. But then seeing that she, after selling a conference, I think it was like $1,500 per person on how to have a healthy relationship. It's hard to swallow the pill <laughs> when you now tell me that you were struggling with your marriage for three years. So it's almost like when you have this boyfriend or girlfriend, but it was a platonic relationship that only existed in your imagination. That's how her audience feels. What, what's your, what's your thought about it? Well, yes. Um, like I mentioned before, um, in, in sorts, it's easy to lose your way. It's very, 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 very easy. It's like in uh, Batman: The Dark Knight. Uh, uh, Two Face was a good guy uh, at the beginning of the movie, and at the end of the movie, he becomes the villain. And he says something along uh, that you live long enough to become the villain, and you live long enough to become the the contrary of what your ideals were. So it's very important for you, for me, and for everybody to. It's mindfulness, you know? It's like, that's why I also practice meditation because meditation is living in the moment. And from time to time, doing that checkup, I'm, am I on the right track? And I'm becoming the person who I want to be. And the only way to go through that is by doing that checkup from time to time. You know, making it a priority. Uh, don't wait until things get crazy because all around you, you might have an explosive growth and you're having, quote unquote, the life that you always dream, but then that may cloud your judgment over time. You may get um, accustomed to all, all those things. I, of course, don't know uh, Rachel personally, of course, and um, I, I feel, I do feel very sad of, of what's happening because like, okay, the trust was broken, uh, the connection was broken, and it's very sad to see a breakup a lot, you know, you, you don't want to see breakups with couples, you want to see them succeed, so that's what, it makes me very sad. The, the way to uh, come back from this is like, have that very authentic conversation with yourself, and say, my, and set new intentions, your intention to be either a better person, your intention to practice everyday mindfulness, the intention to have a deeper connection with people, and so on and so forth. So 
It's all about intention and living in the moment. He's true. He's true. And I have kind of a little confession to, to tell you and uh, to everybody that is just going to be listening to this. I mean, um, I can relate. I can relate. I remember again, the back in the days when the pyramid scheme was collapsing. Um, I remember that um, I, at the end, um, I, I would say the last six months, it was brutal for me to make videos and, you know, share my success stories. I, I, you know, being invited to conferences, being invited to speak and, you know, idolizing and keep just sharing that quote unquote mission when I was no longer believing in that mission and it ate me, it consumed me. It was so, so, so stressful. And, uh, I, going back Um, and I, I'm glad that you say it's easy to lose track, you know, for, for those people who are trying to understand what goes in your mind when you, when you are going into that, you know, struggle, but you're like, I can't really share these like this, the way that I compare this, Joel, it, it's almost like when you go through, um, through a big loss. So I feel like at the beginning I was in denial. I would not be even um, bold enough to even recognize, hey, this is, this is gone, you know? <laughs> this is like, <laughs> so you're in that denial phase and uh, you try to convince yourself that it's going to get better. And month by month, I would say, okay, you know what? One more month. If it, just let's, let me try this, this month, okay? And then six months went by And I remember exactly how and what, and what was the conversation that I had that I said, enough, enough, I'm out. And let me tell you, if there's something that I hope that people who have been following me for a long time, if there's something that they know is that I sadly cannot hide my passion and it goes on. And when it goes off, you will feel it. <laughs> And it's hard to fake that part. Like when I'm off, I, I can't really like put myself dope on. And, and you know, I, I kind of like, I think that the six months, I was not intentionally hiding things. It's just like I was not processing as my reality because I still believed that we still would have a chance. I still believed that the owners of the company were going to do something. I still believe that, that whatever I believed when I saw that company, it was the truth. But Joel, the things I saw when I just kind of put two and two together, I said, this is, this is over. This is over, but it takes a while, you know, like it, it takes a while to just, you know, even put together the story because you don't process for yourself so quickly. Yes. Um, I, I had a very similar uh, moment myself. And because of, I have, for example, right now, uh, yes, I'm a personal brand developer. Myself, I'm still doing this uh, part-time. I still have uh, my normal day job and all that. And that was uh, on purpose. There was a time where I wanted to go all, all in. But then I got to work, uh, and this is at the beginning was I was still uh, forming uh, what, the brand will be right how defining it more right newbie stuff right 
of managing a business. Uh, I work with a, a, a few clients, and what they were doing did not resonate with me, and uh, I felt it. You know this. You know when they say take your gut, right? And yep. I was like, okay, but <laughs> I don't feel comfortable uh, doing this. It's not something against the person, right? Maybe they probably did believe it, but if I, I'll, I'll and I'll, that's also part of my filter. Uh, if if somebody's going to work with me, I need uh, to some extent to believe also in their message. If I don't feel that resonance in myself, then I cannot help them. I I, I cannot charge them money for something that I don't believe in. And so I'll I'll kindly refer them to another person who who might. Uh, because if I don't believe in their message, how can I help them convey that message to other people? So that's why it's like, uh, I've read a book um, called Big Magic, and it's funny, it's uh, uh, the author of the book Big Magic, she wrote Eat, Pray, Love, and going back to what you were saying, she also had an issue, not, not like Rachel, it was uh, far less, uh, um, it was far less uh, Tim Z style, for lack of a better word, uh, she wrote Eat, Pray, Love, and, uh, and there was a biography. And at the end uh, of the biography, she found uh, the love of, of, quote, unquote, her life. I didn't read the book. I saw the movie with Julia Roberts, a disclaimer. And uh, the thing is that uh, years later, she also divorced her husband. And she fell uh, because she fell in love with her best friend, who was a... Uh, a, a woman so they they did uh, uh they got married and a lot of people uh, were disappointed of that because they had a vision of her from that book uh, eat pray love but the thing is that and to tie it all together there are two things that i learned from her uh, one is that of course you're never the same person as you were uh, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Right on, right people on. People change, people yep. change. And uh, that's why I am very slow to judge people, very slow, because you have to walk uh, on their shoes. Uh, you can say the most stupid things uh, 10 years ago, but uh, the context is that people who don't see who you are now, and of course, uh, Elizabeth Gibber, now that I remember her name, that's her name, Elizabeth Gibber. Uh, she uh, had this conversation with her audience, and then she was authentic of what happened. She, I heard him talk. I talked about the whole situation. Even her husband understood. You know, somebody who had all the reasons to feel better, uh, he he gave his consent, and uh, because of course that evolved over time. And in her book, A uh, Big Magic. And she says that uh, when she became a famous author, she sold uh, lots of books, but she still had her day job. She didn't quit her day job even when Eat, Pray, Love became – no, it was with Eat, Pray, Love, I believe, that she finally quit her day job, despite that she already had other bestsellers. So I practice uh, the mm -hmm. same thing. I'm building my personal brand. I'm helping uh, other people build their personal brands. But since I want to do this strategic, I want to be authentic as possible. I don't want to be trapped in a situation 
where in order to pay the rent, I have to work with somebody whose message I don't believe in. So this is a long-term strategy, which is a, another thing that I think people miss the mark. People uh, want things very fast. And to build this personal brand, it takes years. I have talked with so many people that have been building uh, their brands for years. And uh, sometimes people uh, don't uh, see that. And it ties again back to where we're saying the trinity of the authenticity. Why are you doing things, right? Because if you're being patient, you're thinking long term, you will be far less uh, attractive to uh, take shortcuts. Yep, yep, yep. Wow, this is so cool. I even lost, I, I don't even know how long we've been talking, but I think that, um, I mean, I have myself two pages of notes. This is, this is for me, therapy lessons. And I'm, as I'm processing, I'm sharing and, and I just want to, you know, help others processing this information as well. One thing that came to my mind when you were just talking about this is, you know, hopefully the next time we talk, I will have a huge, huge uh, uh, update to share <laughs> that, you know, I'm, I'm in conversations with uh, a global brand and I'm in conversations um, from the position of me actually being part of their team as their consultant. So, you know, an advisor. And um, I mean, it's just, it's still unbelievable. And uh, I'm declaring that that will happen. I, I know it will happen. We are just in the stages of, um, you know, how much and uh, what's the method. It's not, it's not about if, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty close. Now, if I can go back to what has helped me attracting that um, ideal client, which is a global brand, um, it's actually exactly what you describe. And I love the words you used. And the way I would say it is that as long as you are clear of your value, as long as you keep being aware and you keep working on that awareness and in tune with the truth and the alignment between what you want and who do you need to become so that person that you want as an ideal client, whenever they find you, they feel that connection. That's all you need to do. Just really, really, that's all you need to do. Now, what prevents entrepreneurs, solopreneurs from reaching that point, and I'm the first to say, you know, the times when I have been sidetracked and, uh, and gone out of my way and, and kind of like, I would say, push myself back, right? Is the times when I try to shortcuts, when I try to take shortcuts, when I try to chase things that are not really truthful. And also when, when I start like having fear and when I start getting desperate and I want things faster, you know, at the end of the day, I believe that what's, what is for you it's going gonna, it's gonna to come to you, right? ¿Cómo es que dice en español? Lo que está para ti. Sí, lo que está para ti está para ti. Yeah, yeah. What, what's, what is yours? You know, you're going to own it, okay? It's really, it's really a matter of timing. 
And, uh, you know, timing, timing can be, you know, a debate, right? I mean, sometimes we, we just want things at some point, but maybe we were not, we were not ready, right? Sometimes things don't happen now. It's not that we are never going to have them. It's that now it's not a good time. And we need to be patient with that timing, but we need to be consistent and manifesting what we want and taking action, <laughs> taking action. Yeah, that's the key word. Uh, you said something at the beginning, uh, the way that uh, Sean Connell says it, somebody that I follow on YouTube, uh, is done is better than perfect. And yes. um, it's, it's better just to get your message out there and don't worry so much about the bells and whistles of like, oh, I need to record on a 4K camera. You know, you yeah. have your cell phone. You can first record on your cell phone and record your message. You yeah. have all of the tools you need and the disposal on your hand. Uh, yeah, ju just call me when you have developed a, 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 some sort of audience and you want to make something uh, uh, fancier, yes, but uh, don't uh, let that stop you from creating content. You know, uh, yeah. do your content. Uh, you have all the, you have the internet on the palm of your hands. Yep. 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 Oh, actually, you know, now this can be a good, a good wrapping up quote. I actually realized that the box that I picked to put my microphone on, it says time goes by way too fast, but memories last forever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And I, I will add to that also that regret is poison also. There you go. There you go. I think as long as we are true to the value system that we have and we have that clarity and we are good with people, um, whatever is for you, it's, it's going to come to you and, and nobody will be able to take that away from you. So thank you, Joel. Thank you. Thank you for saying yes to this, you know, invite. I hope that people take a lot of notes and I hope that people go out there and find you and connect with you. I mean, what, 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 what do we say to them? Like if they want to be in touch with you. Yeah. People can uh, reach out to me at uh, trustvisuals.com, my website. I'll put and that. Yes. Uh, I'm all around also social media, Facebook and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, trustvisuals.com is like the way directly to reach out to me. Love it, love it, love it. Well, guys, thank you so much. And after this, you know what to do. You know, you dance with uh, with the music that we add. And if you have not checked uh, the book that is coming up about social media and personal brand, you better check it out. It's actually, the website is Visibility Book. I mean, so yes, visibilitybook.com. <laughs> That's what it is. All right. So thank you, Joel. Have a wonderful, wonderful rest of, of this uh, day. And uh, guys, we will take your questions um, and we will love to open a conversation with you. And uh, so it's up to you now. So leave those comments, drop them here and uh, let's keep this connection going. Thank you. This episode of the Marketing for Greatness podcast has ended, but be sure to subscribe for more expert level marketing and sales secrets. Don't forget to visit our website, marketingforgreatness.com. The Greatness blog produces fresh content all the time. Make sure you allow notifications to get updates immediately.